Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. Today's podcast is one that I feel very passionate about. And the more that I think about it, learn about it, and I've lived it just like many, many of us have lived this. The reality is, is not feeling heard or seen is probably the worst feeling we can have. I know it's not listed in a feelings chart or a feelings document, but the truth is when we don't feel heard, our whole being changes. Whether we rise up more into rebellion, anger, and hate, or we slip into the subtle nuance of radical low self-esteem in the feeling of unworthy, not feeling heard can do either one or both of those things. It is, in fact, the place and the space where we deem someone else invisible and feel that ourselves. Today's podcast, you'll get a sense of what not feeling heard can do, where it comes from, and maybe some things that you can actually be empowered to do on your own. Because we know that our food and our life is congruent, It's imperative that we dive in to understand how we react to certain feelings like this so that we can fly and soar above them. Please take a look at www.wendyfrancis.com. Over the years, I've had many people ask for more one-on-one or group coaching. I'm beginning to open up and do those things to a limited and for a limited number of people. Please give me some insight back on www.wendyfrancis.com. And I've got some other things coming up this fall. So keep checking back. Thank you so much for listening. Excellent. Okay. So tonight's call is actually on a topic that I haven't necessarily done before. It's one that I've alluded to, and it's one that I'm really familiar with, or a topic I'm very familiar with. But it's one I haven't just dove into and just done, realistically. As I mentioned, I think many of us have felt this. As you start to hear what I'm going to talk about in a second, I think you'll be able to relate. I'd be surprised if somebody hasn't felt this feeling one time or another, or if not multiple times in your life. I think it's common, unfortunately, that we feel like we're not heard by other people. I also like to understand and look at when we're not hearing ourselves, and I'll talk more about that because that actually plays particularly into your food and your eating, and when I talk about why tonight, you'll see the interrelationship. It's pretty amazing. Feeling unheard is a common feeling, and nobody really talks about it. You know, for the most part, first of all, You know, anybody that's trying to understand more about their feelings is really relishing in the new words that might come up, feeling sad, mad, angry, or glad, but also frustrated, lonely, worried, right? We could keep going on and on 
with our feelings list. And if you don't know, you can Google feelings list and you certainly will find a lot. But feeling unheard or unseen is a feeling that we don't really pinpoint. For many of us, it might make us feel frustrated. It might make us feel unloved. It might make us feel unlovable. It might make us feel unworthy. But it can come from the feeling of feeling unheard or unseen. If we look at the six human needs, three of them reside around feeling heard. The need for certainty, the need for love and connection, and the need for significance all circle around the feeling of feeling unheard, realistically. You can't feel certain if you don't feel heard. You can't feel love and connection if you don't feel heard. And you certainly can't feel significant if you don't feel heard. Feeling heard and seen provides more value to many of us than anything else. In fact, the American Psychological Association reports that it is the number one need that we all have, yet nobody talks about it feeling heard and feeling seen. And they're intermingled, right? Even though one is with your eyes and one is with your ears, I like to look at them simultaneously. In fact, many people would argue, right, that this is at the core of our existence. The reality is what I learned in my years of private practice work, my years of working with clients one-on-one, or even in large-scale groups, as well as with my own children and my friends, is the truth is what I learned is that people start to heal the moment they feel heard. Clients have walked into my office, or now I do some things virtually post-pandemic, and the reality is the first thing I always focus on is hearing them hearing their story, hearing their beliefs, hearing what they do. In fact, anybody that listens to the podcast can recognize that I have a good skill set in hearing people. I had to, realistically. That's what I needed to do to survive when I was young. I recognize, though, with that skill set that I have, this intense, really interesting facet of a skill set. We all have them, right? We all have great things in our wheelhouse. This happens to be in my wheelhouse. And I I recognize in my years of private practice, even in the very beginning, when I wasn't a skilled practitioner, when I was only just beginning my journey in private practice many, many years ago, the truth was I knew that what I had to do first was to hear the client. And oddly enough, clients started to heal just by being heard. Now, obviously, as I got more skill set, I got more time under my belt, I got more understanding, know-how, et cetera, then that accelerated much more. But the truth is, in fact, people start to heal the moment they feel heard. Why is that? Well, the reality is if you actually look at that core need of feeling heard, it goes all the way back like back, 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 back to when we were babies without words. When we had no language to communicate 
but the people that resided around us. If we felt heard, i.e. the caregiver responded to what we were conveying, then we felt loved, then we felt cared for, then we felt significant, then we felt worthy. All of that without any language would be conveyed in a child's cry to a mother, a father, an aunt, uncle, grandparents need to tend to that cry or outburst. So what happens when that doesn't happen? Well, the truth is when it comes to hunger and fullness and eating, it's pivotal. It's astounding because our first cries can reside around nurturance, right, needing to feel loved and comforted and warm and tended to, right, in that way and held and coddled. Or it could be around nourishment or nutrition, right, because we get hungry. And at that point, we don't know how to say, I'm really hungry, can you make a burger? All we do is cry. And it's up to the caregiver to see if they're attuned, what we call attuned, in their hearing of that cry or the feeling of what that child is conveying. When our hunger, fullness, eating, or our needs aren't listened to when we're babies, then we learn to ignore them as well. Not after we put up a fight, so to speak, right? So that's where you'll see babies wail and cry and wail and cry and wail and cry. They're trying to get someone to tend to a need. And I remember this being one of the most difficult parts for anybody that's been a mom or a dad or even a caregiver for an infant. Recognizing the, the hardest part of that time period of life is there isn't verbal communication. You either use your brain to think through, okay, when's the last time they ate? Does it make sense? They're hungry. Do they have a poop in their diapers, right? Are they tired, right? We use our brain and sometimes we use our hearts and our bodies because sometimes it's that that tells us. But the truth is not all children are tended to in that way. They're not all heard. And so in those instances, you will hear the baby escalate and cry louder and harder and more and louder and harder and more to try and get somebody to listen and respond to the wails of hunger. Or conversely, if they're done eating, you ever see a child throw plates on the floor? Because they're done and they're done and they're done and the caregiver continues to try to feed them, but they were done. And the reality is, they throw the plate on the floor because they weren't heard. What we know happens over a period of time in a child's life is when they're not heard around their hunger, fullness, eating patterns, or other needs, whatever other needs they are, bathroom needs or bathing needs as they get older. When their needs are not heard and responded to, then as we get older, we will ignore those as well. And therein lies the problem. As we get older, we learn to ignore our own. We do not hear our own needs. We do not hear our own hunger. We do not hear our own fullness. Carl Rogers, who is amazing, so much is written about him, amazing therapist, he said, we think we listen, but very rarely 
Do we listen with real understanding, true empathy? Yet listening of this very special kind is one of the most potent forces for change that I know. This, in fact, is true for us with other people, but it's also true for us with ourselves, right? So how many people give themselves empathy when they're really hungry or give themselves empathy if they've overeaten or give themselves empathy to feel enough for themselves that they can reside in that feeling and still take action? How many of us don't listen to ourselves? I can remember distinctly many times in my life that I've had the feeling that somebody isn't hearing me. They're just not hearing me. There's a few people in particular that I was in that pattern with regularly. It almost felt like Groundhog Day. And whenever I had an interaction with them, maybe not whenever, I shouldn't say that, but but number of times when I've had interactions with them, I didn't feel hurt. And at a point now in my life, I'm 50, I realize and recognize that when I was younger, I fought it. I kept trying to make them hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. And as I've gotten older, I now recognize that they just can't. So I had to start to learn to hear myself because that's what matters more than anything else. When it comes to feeling unheard from yourself, not listening to your own needs, your own wants, your own hungers, your own fullness, your own desires, what do you do? I mean, this, this in fact was the case in point for myself a few years ago. I had to recognize who I was in these patterns with of not feeling heard around, right, because I was external, and in which way was I not hearing myself? Because that's a, that's a key pivot. That was a key pivot for me, the key pivot my learning. So where and how do you hear yourself first to stop seeking the external person hearing us? So the first thing you have to do is you have to recognize what you're doing. I mean, I think that's the biggest part of this, right? So how often do you not listen to your own needs, wants, hungers, fullness, desires? How often do you do that? And can you recognize what pattern are you in with that? Is it a pattern that you've done before? So are you denying yourself hunger? Are you relishing in your cravings? Are you distracting with food? Or maybe you procrastinate with food. I can remember distinctly when I was younger, a teenager, the one way my mom a single mom worked super hard. And when she would come home, if I wasn't cleaning the house or cooking or doing laundry or making myself busy with homework on some level, for some reason, that really wouldn't make her very happy. So I learned, though, if I was eating, she saw it as me doing something. So I learned to procrastinate by eating with her because it was the one way I could actually sit and relax and didn't have to continue to be a workhorse in that moment. So what patterns have you recognized in yourself? And then where did you learn it from? And what do you want to do about it? Because it radically impacts how you eat, when you eat, why you eat. It impacts when you're hungry, if you let yourself get too hungry, 
if you're too full and if you let yourself get too full, think about all the things that we have to listen to ourselves about. I'm talking about primal needs, hunger, right? But we could also talk about, you know, food and clothing, shelter, right? So food is primal, clothing and shelter. Clients I've worked with, they don't bathe or shower. They may wear the same clothes every day, right? So there's a denial of that need to tend to oneself in that way, right? We could deny our need for feeling good in our body, right? Whether that's using a certain lotion or a certain skincare, are we denying that for ourselves? Is that a way that we are not hearing ourselves? Stephen Covey, who is an amazing book writer, said, most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. This reminds me so much of my years of not feeling heard because the reality is, is that's what specific people do, right? They're not really listening to you to listen to you. They're not really listening to you to feel the empathy. They're not really present with you. They're just waiting till you stop talking and then they're going to reply quick. So in their head, they're running a tape to figure out what they're going to say back to you. That's not listening. You're not going to be heard by a person like that. So recognize and understand that, and then you can work with it. And so the reality is instead of yelling and kicking and screaming and, you know, trying to get the other person to hear you, which truly is out of your control, because if an individual doesn't know how to be present, an individual doesn't know how to listen without the intent to reply, then you have to take the ball back in your court. You can't keep just knocking down the door, so to speak. Now, when you're not hearing yourself around something, well, then you've got a good audience if you recognize it. But around talking to somebody else, if you don't feel heard, there are actually things that you can do to empower yourself. So first, you've got to find the source of the pain. Ask yourself what kind of emotional reaction you have when you don't feel heard. Now, this is really key. Because some people don't feel heard. I work with some clients that don't feel heard, and they go, oh, they never hear me. And they're so hopeless and succumb to it. Other clients I've worked with will be like, you know what? They never hear me. They don't hear a word I say. And they're rebelling against it. So what in particular, what kind of reaction are you having when you don't feel heard? And then who is that happening with in particular? Ask yourself whether your expectations of being heard in the situation are reasonable. So think about how you're approaching the other people and what you're actually seeking from them. Then take a look at how you're communicating to see if there's anything you can do different on your end. Evaluate your communication skills and your approach in talking to others. So this doesn't mean that you change who you are. It just means how you might change how you communicate with those people. And so, do you need to be super calm, super quiet? Will they hear you more? I have one of my children that the quieter I get, the better they listen. I have another child, the louder I get, the better they listen. If I didn't realize that, I probably would have gone through their whole adolescence, maybe screaming my head off. But I recognize with one of them, the quieter I get, the more he totally steps up and responds. So, so take a look at your communication style and then how it impacts them. 
And think about other reasons people might not be hearing you. Sometimes communication problems have nothing to do with what you're saying or how you're saying it. It could be your body language. It could be that maybe you remind them of somebody. Oh, there's lots of things, right? So think about some of those other reasons, or maybe it's a pattern that has been with you all for a really long time. Then, in fact, there's a conversation that needs to happen. Not hearing ourselves is a crime. And the reality is when we don't hear ourselves, we can't teach other people how to hear us. Hearing ourselves is more important than anything, particularly when it comes to the primal need of food and eating, fullness and hunger. Without that, you will never truly be seen. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.